0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. This week's episode is supported by We Are One Composites and there's a discount code coming right up. If you're in the market for some new wheels, then look no further than We Are One Composites. These guys are making incredibly high-quality wheels out in Kamloops in Canada. I've been running their wheels for over three years now and they've had a really hard life with absolutely zero issues. Not only are they top quality and they look amazing, but the engineers have managed to find a great balance of stiffness and compliance. So that the wheels hold a line, but they don't ping off every little obstacle on the trail, which can make some carbon wheels feel punishing and a little scary to ride. Not so with We One alongside a full range of wheels we are one have just launched their first complete bike it's called the arrival and is a 150 mil 29er enduro weapon and you can tell just from looking that we are one have put their usual level of attention to detail into making sure this thing is perfect there's some lovely design touches and the finish is next level just like it is with the wheels head over to we are one composites.com now and give it a look because of the crazy demand for bike stuff in general, and particularly for R ones wheels, we can't offer a discount on complete wheel sets right now. But the team at R one really wanted to do something for downtime listeners, so they are offering you 15% off rims only during the month of August. All you need to do is to use the code WE Supply 2021 at the checkout over on WER1Composites.com. That's WE Supply, all lowercase, all one word, followed by the number 2021 over on WER1Composites.com. Head there now and check out the entire range. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode over on DowntimePodcast.com. After a lot of hard work by the team, we've got a print date scheduled for the first Downtime EP. I don't know about you, but I'm super excited to see this thing in the flesh. If you want to be in with a chance of getting one of the limited edition issues at special early bird price, then you've got literally a couple of days now to head to DowntimePodcast.com forward slash EP and leave us your name and email address. We'll be launching those early bird sales to everyone on the list really soon. Please make sure you're following the podcast on whatever platform you listen. There's probably a button there that says follow or subscribe, so hit that now. It's free and it means you'll get every episode as soon as it drops. If you can't find the button, then you can head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe, where I've got links to all the major platforms there to help you. Also, please head to Facebook and Instagram and give me a follow there where I'm at Downtime Podcast. It's a great place to keep up to date with what we're doing and it's always great to hear from you in the comments and the messages there. Alright, this week I'm joined by someone who can ride any bike like no one else on the planet, Chris Akrig. Chris started his career as a mountain bike trials rider and was quickly taken under the wings of Martin Ashton and Martin Hawes. After a number of high-level successes, Chris moved away from the competitive trials to focus on creating incredible riding videos. Over the years, Chris has shown us what he can do on a mountain bike, a BMX, a Fixie, a cyclocross bike, a road bike, a kids bike, and more. We chat about his life with bikes so far, including his huge crash, getting involved with Road Bike Party 2 after Martin's injury, his current project using e-bikes, and plenty more. So without further ado, here's Chris Akrig. Chris Akrig, welcome to the Downtime Podcast.
1: How's things with you? I'm all good, thanks. Not too bad at all. Yeah,
0: good. We're sat in your in your garage surrounded by bikes, (laughs) motorbikes, tools. A pretty special little spot. Beer pump. Beer pump.
1: All all the essentials. (laughs) Well equipped. This is, yeah, Yeah, this is a high level garage. Yeah, this is my man cave, I guess. My sanctuary. Nice. I like
0: it. Well, let's, yeah, let's wind the clock right back to start off with.
1: What's your first
0: memory of of riding a push bike? Uh,
1: My first proper memory, I guess, would be pretty much like the sort of day, I think, like when I painted my little budgie bike my mum was painting in the house and she'd left like the tin, the top of the tin out. And so I just obviously got a brush and like, just like thought it'd be really cool to paint my bike. And that's one of the like early memories of like, you know, like being involved in bike modification <laughs> <laughs> and riding. And then obviously like, you know, like the day I took my stabilizers off, you know, I'd been on one of my friends, them take them off and I just jumped on it and it seemed to work for me. So yeah, I just went straight back home and just like, right, get these stabilizers off. And then I did the old, um, getting a bit cocky straight away and ended up going down the road. I don't, know. I don't even know if I had any brakes on that bike actually. And then it just went all wrong. And I remember landing on the, the, um, the pavement, but the pavement had just been re you know, when they put all the chippings on Yeah. and I just went straight to my face and I just, I still remember now like all the shit that was in my mouth and, yeah, so...
0: Like the worst possible yeah. surface to crash on.
1: Yeah, on your teeth and, like, in your face. And you know anything you hit on your face, it's, like, just it's twice as bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Lots of blood. Yeah. Lots so of pain. Since then, I've been hooked. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, didn't put you <laughs> off, did it?
0: And, um, like, your dad, I think, has been a big influence for you. He was a, he was big into his motorbike trials, yeah?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, coming from, like, Yorkshire, um, it's quite a big scene, his motorbike trials. So, yeah, that was... That's basically what really got me into it. I mean, that's sort of probably where you know caught the bug for trials. Um, You know, my dad would go to a competition on a weekend, and I'd just jump in, and you know, whatever bike I had at that point would be in the trailer with us, and he'd go off and ride his motorbike um, around the trial, and I'd just try to emulate him on my bike. You know, like just you know, not like riding the same sections that came later, really, but you know, like just trying to like you know, just do what they did on my push bike. You know, and that's just you know up until I started you know making the switch from uh, cycles to like getting a my own motorbike
0: yeah yeah and you got pretty good at the motorbike trials side of things yeah
1: yeah yeah it was yeah I had back then there was like some a group of lads and like one of the lampkins I rode with a little bit and you know the scene the the lads like who I rode with were like really good so I, I always said that if you rode with like better people that you're going to get brought on real quickly. And I Mm -hmm. did, um, you know, it wasn't long before I was beating my dad and then like, you know, riding for Yorkshire, which was pretty cool. So that went on for quite a long time, but I always had, you know, once I'd finished riding for the day on the motorbikes, you know, that I'd get washed off. My dad would sometimes do it. And then I'd just go straight back out on my push bike and just carry on, you know? And it was, it's always, it was all, it did sort of get down to a bit of a financial side of things. Cause if you're getting like, if you're trying bigger and bigger stuff, you know, um, and you're wrecking a motorbike it's pretty expensive yeah plus you need to be you know you need to take that motorbike to somewhere to ride whereas a push bike you could just go straight out your door and then you can just like find stuff to ride so it just always a lot more accessible to me
0: yeah 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 so you've got both going on but i think it was a while before you went to a competitive event for the push bike side of things i guess a couple of things come together i think you'd seen um, I think was it Hans Ray on the front cover of a magazine in the shop.
1: Yeah, I think that was one of the first times that I really sort of that and um, Opie Dreams video. Yeah, uh, you know, first time I sort of like seen that there actually was a thing called you know bicycle trials. Yeah. Before that, it was just like it was just what we did. You know, like if you wasn't riding a motorbike, you were just riding your pushbike like a motorbike or trying to. You know, and then all of a sudden it was just like oh this this comp this. It's an actual thing. Yeah. And then the first competition I did was actually, it was there was a motorbike club that put on uh, a bicycle trail. It could have been a British round, I can't remember. Um, so some of the lads thought, oh, we'll just go there. You know, we all had like modified bikes and you know like BMXs. I think, no, actually, at that point, I don't think I had a BMX that had been like, a, like a welded a small cog on the front. I think it was like, I think I had like a Marin team issue from the bike shop that I wrote, you know, I worked at then, uh, but which was all like, you know, sort of had a little rockering on it and all that sort of stuff. And I went and did that competition. That's the first time that I'd seen the Martins. So I went there and just basically ripped the shit out of him for an afternoon. (laughs) And like, I was just like a little cocky Yorkshire lad. You know, went into the tent to sign on. I'm just like, hardest course going, you know. And then I was just like, Who's this dickhead? You know? Just, you,
0: did your dad persuade you not to do the hardest? Yeah, course, my dad had right? like
1: had a little walk around and said, Yeah, it's actually pretty serious stuff, in not it? I'm just like, all right, then I'll just do like, you know, the the expert course or whatever. And I think I ended up I can't remember. I don't know I want to be wrong, but I'm pretty certain I won that day.
0: I I have read that you won it, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think I did. And then Martin's was just like, all right, he's you know, he's probably he could probably do all right. So um Yeah, I'm not sure it was that year or, like, the year after that, like, they persuaded me. I think I did, like, because I got sponsored by Monty. This is moving around a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I got sponsored by Monty, which also, well, they were, like, they knew my dad from, like, motorcycle trials, because they, like, imported motorbikes as well. So I got, um, by Rathmore Rathmore, Motorcycles, I guess it would be, Bailey Bridge, they sponsored me first on a Monty. That's when I started doing like British. The, the year after that competition that I won, the year after that, and I started riding British British Championship rounds.
0: Yeah, and so. your, your dad was uh, was quite a help. Also known as Snaky Bob, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. idea where that comes from?
1: Um, I, I don't know. He was probably one of my mates because he was like, "Oh, bit... yeah, I was." Um, yeah, I just tried to. I think it was just like intimidation tactics and stuff, you know, which is probably where I got a lot of it from, you know, like <laughs> just basically like trying to beat people before they even got on the bikes, you know, like which, you know, some people are pretty soft in the head. You can really get in there sometimes, you know, especially if you're halfway through a competition, and you, you know, you might be quite level, you know, if you start like, you know, like jumping in front of them or just messing with the mind a little bit, <laughs> which I loved. um, yeah, you can you can make an impact, you know? Yeah. Is that quite a big part of trials riding at a competitive level then, would you say? I don't know. I think it was good. I just I just I just enjoyed it because it was like I've just always enjoyed messing with people. So, you know, it's just <laughs> like it sort of came part of parcel for me, I think, and everybody sort of knew me for it. Yeah. But yeah, I think if it's like I don't know, some people see it as like arrogance, but I think it's just like if you know you're capable of something and like you know, like it's not real arrogance, it's just like you just know your ability so yeah confidence yeah confidence yeah.
0: yeah 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 and I mean you mentioned the Martin so that's Martin Ashton and Martin Hawes which were I mean they were in the early days the face of trials I guess in the UK certainly for me growing up along with Hans Ray like they were always in the magazines and stuff and and it sounds like they really like took you under their wing effectively started helping you get around and and travel and and yeah get more part of the trial scene is that fair
1: yeah massive yeah they were yeah. Massively influential on me. Um, yeah. To the point of like helping me out getting sponsorship stuff, you know, I was like seeing how they sort of went about it. I mean, yeah, just like I can't even like even start to like, you know, explain how much of an influence they were both of them riding, you know, t- and teaching me techniques as well. Cause the other thing like when, cause I was like pretty much self taught, I guess, which sounds you know, I didn't ride with anybody else. Whereas the Martins rode with each other and they'd seen like, they had been to competitions. So they were like, I'd be going into a section just like, Oh, what are you doing here? Are you going like left, right or front touch? And I'm just like, Oh no, a minute what so I, my riding was always quite a lot different to everybody else's. Cause I was like, I didn't, I mean, I still don't really. I mean, I, I enjoy switching feet because uh-huh. I just, I have always enjoyed it, you know? And, and like if a section was awkward in a way that, if you had your leading foot and it was like hitting something, I'd just switch and just go the opposite. Yeah. Or you know, like side ups didn't really bother to me. And I always practiced everything like everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like I do a side up to the right, to the left, left foot forward, right foot forward. Yeah. Just so that I was always like, you know, quite um I don't know what the word is. <laughs>
0: like I guess people would say ambidextrous, I guess yeah, if, you, sort if of you're it, like yeah, left yeah. hand, right Yeah, I mean obviously thing, but... like,
1: you know, you know, I have got a better foot but you know i'd like to be able to ride both i think it does you know sorry it's a bit digressed from the question but yeah like martin's were the first people that really sort of like picked up on that you know that i probably had something there and um martin always used to come up and stay quite a bit and i'd go down to wales and ride together uh you know so that brought me on massively and not only from a riding point of view obviously from like you know I would hesitate to use business, but, you know, like to get sponsorship, yeah. you know, and sort of like give me a better path. Um, and I think they definitely helped with that side of things as well.
0: So, I mean, that's quite unusual, right? Because they're your competitors. They're each other's competitors. Yeah. It feels like you were all working together to just get better, both like in the sport and then, like you say, from a, a business perspective in inverted commerce.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit strange, really. I mean, we were like always... Yeah, I think maybe Martin Ashton and myself were probably more sort of rivals um, than me and Aussie. I think Ozzy and myself spent a lot more time together. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, like, Martin was always quite busy with, like, his Volvo Candel thing, doing a lot of demos and stuff. And he'd sort of gone down that path, whereas Martin was maybe not doing quite as many demos, so we spent a lot more time together, like, probably, like, socially as well, you know, going out and getting smashed and everything. Um, you know, he'd come up to my house and spend three days there. We'd go riding there and then go smash and get smashed in the evening. So we were like, we, were, and we still are, he was best man to, at my wedding. So, nice. you know, we were really good friends. Not saying that Martin Ashton, we just didn't spend as much time. Yeah. But you know, it's like, um, yeah, we were, we were, I'm you know, for sure. Like literally on my mom and dad's fridge, there is still the first time that I beat him. The cards, you know, that little the little cars that they put up at the end of a trial, I nicked them after because it was the first time I beat him. So I think, yeah, it was in, um, I can't remember, a world round, and I beat him by like one point. I always like to say every now and again I'll send a picture just going, can you remember that time that I absolutely smashed you (laughs) (laughs) by one point? So Yeah, it must have have felt like a big deal at the time. First time I beat Martin Ashen, yeah, it was a big deal, yeah. It still is. Well, (laughs) yeah, there you go,
0: you don't let him forget it. No, but
1: Martin, honestly, Martin, he could ride a bike, you know. He was like, he was so like so headstrong as well. Like, you know, cause like when we first started riding, um, world rounds, I started, um, I was a 20 inch rider. So like proper, you know, bash, little bash guards, you know, 20 inch trails bikes. And that always used to be on a different day to the mountain bikes. So on the Saturday, there'd be the mountain bike event, which obviously I didn't do at that time. I was riding 20 inch. So I had mined for Martin. So I'd go around with him, you know, take a bag round sort of give him, shout at him in sections, tell him how he's doing, time, yeah. and all that shit, you know. So, yeah, and, and that's, you know, it was it was really cool because I was with him when um, I was minding for him the year that he won his for his world champ thing. So that was pretty cool being a part of that because obviously, like, the last round was Japan, always Japan. Uh-huh. I didn't go to Japan, but that's where he actually, like, finalised it. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then, like, you know, sometimes he'd mind for me if he wasn't riding 20 inch on the Sunday as well. Yeah. So that's like, you know, that was pretty cool. So I think like, you know, we were rivals, but like really good mates as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's cool. It's a nice element of the sport that you can, yeah. you can have that as well. It's really cool. And you I mean, your riding style, I think it's fair to say, has always been a little bit different from a lot of riders Like you're quite fast. You like to keep moving. You like to keep flow through stuff. Why do you think that is? Like,
1: where does that come from? Um, I don't know. It's a difficult one because I've always really liked like the sort of no stop style of things. i always think like hopping and doing all that sort of stuff. If it's purposeful, it can look all right. But I think if it's if it's all over the place and hopping here and hopping there, I just think it looks scruffy. You know, like it's for me personally, it's just like an aesthetic thing and a feeling as well. Like keeping the flow on something. It's just like you know, if you stop it and starting and jittering around all over the place, it just looks a bit scrappy, doesn't it? Yeah. But I've always. Oh, always like, I just like to keep speed. It's probably because my balance is so terrible. I just need to keep rolling. As soon as I stop, I just fall over. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a pretty unusual trait for a trials (laughs) rider. Yeah, I don't know. Like, No, my balance is pretty decent, but like, it's not as good as some, I don't suppose. But yeah, I don't don't know. I like to keep things moving. So I just think like, especially doing like, from a competitive point of view, like it was just more obviously like a a feeling how I wanted to make it feel, you know. I'd often lose points because I was trying to do something in a way that, you know, would probably put me in a position where I'm quite likely to have a a crash or something. But then if I pulled it, it looked fantastic and it would just like amazing. But then obviously there'd be people going in there safety first and hopping up something. And, you know, from a competitive point of view, that's exactly what you should do. You know, like clean the section, not just make it look good. But like, I think it was always through it. I always wanted to make it feel good you know and then obviously once i started filming it just looks loads better yeah
0: was there a world championship where you potentially could have won but you wanted to try and get through a section without any kind of safety
1: yeah i'd done all like the hard bit and i think yeah i, was, I can't remember where i was but i was doing pretty well like best definitely the best i'd done and like martin Ashton Aussie were both minding for me that day because they they weren't riding and they were just like look you're doing really well nobody's done this last bit oh you you know like you just want to make it safe yeah. and, you're, and you're good because nobody's got this far. I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a bulk of them too that day. So, Do, do you
0: ever regret stuff like that? Or are you no. kind of glad that you went with your inner, no, like what feels right for you? No,
1: I just think I've always just done it. If it feels, you know, I've always been like, if it feels good, then it's right. So it's like, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. Some people always just say that I should concentrate more on results than anything else. And I'm just like, well, it's maybe not, you know, I did all right, you know, but I enjoyed doing what I did and I don't regret anything from, a, you know, trying to play it safe. Yeah. You know, because there was a couple of riders like in the World Cup thing where there's a couple of like and sections and stuff where you'd have to go in, stop your bike, put your foot pretty much on the top tube, like, and then put your foot up on something really high and then pull, drag it all up, you know, it's scraping the rock and it looks absolutely horrendous. Yeah. But then you'd be like, oh, and if I just came in flat out and bounced off that little rock, I would might be able to make it. And there were a couple of us that would do it. Me and Martin Clivehard is um, a Swedish rider. He was he was like, he just never did it. He'd just always go for it. Yeah. And I sort of really admired that, you know, because we, we got really good friends and that's probably one of the reasons. But he rode, he was probably one of the guys that rode very similar to me in a way that like I'd always try to, just hit something flat out and tried to ping off a little rock and, you know, hopefully like make it yeah. make it right rather than Yeah. It just makes me feel sick now thinking about it. People picking them horrible, you know, like actual dabs. Because you literally have to go up to something, just put your foot down drag your bike up and it just looks so horrendous. Yeah, not good. No. Uh,
0: no. fair play. And there's a lot of a lot of energy in your riding always. And that I guess sometimes that boils over into like a frustration with things. Do you think that, that frustration is a positive energy like do you think it has helped you achieve what you've achieved
1: yeah i think like i mean yeah, i guess like in some in some respects i'm quite aggressive but then i don't know i guess like it, i think it's like my riding's a little bit of a contradiction because really, sometimes it's like super aggressive and then it's like i'd like to say it's pretty smooth as well but there's also like i like to put like energy and power into my riding um yeah, I don't know. It's like from a filming or, or like, you know, like tri- trials point of view, you're always, you know, there's, there's a line that you want to do, you know? And then I think if you're trying to do something, there's a, you know, like a sort of all the emotion, just have to go through like a bit of a roller coaster because you'll try something and then you'll know if it's on or not. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like you'd be like, right, it's on, I can do it. And then you, sometimes you can do it like in a couple of girls. And then you just think, oh, was it worth doing? You know, like, you, <laughs> too you know, sort of too easy in a way. But then, then you, I always just like add something into it. So it makes it even worse, you know, and then it's like hard, but then you get into a battle with it. So like, you know, you might be in it 10, 20, 30, 70 goes, you know, and then you've, at some point you, you know, it's going to get frustrating no matter what you do, you know, yeah. and you think, you know, you can do it. So I don't, I don't know what normally happens. It just starts off mellow then gets mental. And then I just take a step back and just right, Chris, all right, let's get this done. Cause we're like taking the piss now, you know, I want (laughs) to just, just want to get it, get a clean one. Yeah. And then it always seems to work like that. Like I think when I get into that aggressive state, like especially filming, just, I can just hack away at it until either the bike or something gives up, you know, like it can get pretty, it can get pretty messy. Yeah. And then there will just be like a bit of a calm, almost like the eye of the storm. And then, it'll just happen.
0: Can you, can you feel that? Do you know when it's getting, when it's kind of getting close to something? Yeah. It's it's
1: about like when the bike's just about to go flying. (laughs) 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 No, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been in that situation so many times now. I think, yeah, it's sometimes I like that point where it's just like, almost like in a frenzy where I'm just trying something just, you know, go, 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 go. And then I sometimes just need to like, Take a step back, put my bike down, take a step away, take a drink of water and go back to it. Yeah. Just calm down. And then sometimes it works. Fair but point. then it can just go off again. And then you just be there for another hour, <laughs> swearing your head off and whatnot.
0: Yeah. And there's a, I guess there's a couple of different scenarios in your riding. There's that scenario that you talk about where you're over and over at a particular section or line or whatever it is you found. But there's there's also the kind of lines that are maybe more dangerous, more exposed. And it's like, right, if we're going to do this, we're doing it once yeah. and then we're away. How, how do they feel to you like those two different situations? And do you prefer one over the other? Like, cause it's two almost different types of riding. Yeah, really.
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think if there's something, something spicy and you know that, you know, it's a little bit more, there's a different air about it. Whereas I'm quite happy to, find a super tech it's it's sort of annoying as well because like the stuff that's the one the sort of one it stuff you know like sometimes that's just in there because for the magnitude or for this or that because people can relate to it Uh you know if you're 10 foot up on a you know super skinny little thing you know it could be you could do it once and it's so easy but it looks fantastic yeah and then you could be smashing away at something for two or three hours trying to make it trying to make something super hard and then, you know, I don't know, it sort of gets lost. It's so difficult to sort of translate it to like video for people watching to work out how difficult things are. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the only time that anybody really knows how hard anything is, is not trying to like, you know, not saying that I'm the best rider in the world or anything, you know, far from it. But like my stuff is like super tech and it's really hard to like get across. But when people go to things that I've done, not necessarily because it's massive, just because it's just so awkward and horrible. Yeah. You just won't want to be on your bike there. And, you know, like I think it's sort of, it feels sometimes quite, quite good when people go to stuff and just think, no, why would you want to ride that? You know, it's because it's just so ugly.
0: I was going to ask you about that whole sort of challenge, right? Cause yeah, I think it's fair to say you're not a showy rider. Like you're not trying to create things that necessarily look hugely spectacular to like anyone in the world you're very much a rider's rider a lot of what you ride is incredibly hard and then you go and make it look kind of easy so unless you really understand what it is you're doing to some people they're just like well that obviously that's not that hard it's just yeah. popping on there and popping off that like does that does it ever bother you that you're, you're putting all of this graft in and as a result of what pleases you it doesn't always like people don't always realise quite what it
1: is you're doing. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. um Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I always, I don't know. I just, maybe sometimes I don't, it doesn't really bother me though. I don't think it's just like I have in my head certain people when I'm filming that I'll do something. And I'll just think, oh yeah. When, you know, I don't know when somebody sees this, they'll, they'll see that little, you know, that little, you know, that little detail. And then we're just like, you know, thinking oh yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. You know, or when I, when I, I was doing something the other day, we will filming, um, for the next video and we'd done all this like quite hard stuff, you know, then I found this, you'd never even look at it. It was just like, like a little triple step, but it was like a, had a little bit of a, a curve to it. Uh-huh. It's really cool. And I tried it without the camera on, and did it like really early on. I was just like, "Fuck, I'm going to have to do this now" because I really liked it. It Took us ages to get it as nice as what I feel I did it. And I said to Will, I was like, "That's one of my favorite things I've filmed for a long time." And it's so minimal, you know. somebody might watch it and just go, "It's a wheelie up a couple of rocks." Uh But then when you see it, it's like it's a wheelie up a couple of rocks with a bit of a turn in it, and a never a continuous pedal. Yeah. So it's like. You know, it's just a continuous pedal on an e-bike. Yeah. And yeah, I just really, I was buzzing on it when I did it. I was like, yeah. So, but like people look at it and just go, that's shit, you know.
0: Because you've made it look you have made it look easy, basically.
1: Yeah. And then if you actually went there and like tried to do it, you could do it. But then, you know, tried to get something like that feel. I always know when I've done something that I'm happy with because it feels good. Yeah. You know, I don't need to watch it back once I've done it and it feels good. I can, always, like, I can almost sense it. It's going to probably look, you know, to the point I'm actually not that bothered. Yeah. You know, it felt good for me and that's what's going to go up because I enjoyed it. Fair play. But yeah, I suppose it is a little bit frustrating sometimes when people say, oh, did you see this? And you look at it and you just think, well, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I like technical stuff, like really, really horrible technical stuff. And that's what just makes me buzz on riding bikes really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you
0: seem to you seem to have a habit for kind of searching out knackered, sketchy places to ride. Like you seem to be very attracted to that. Yeah,
1: I don't tend to go to bike parks. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Well, yeah, what? What is it that's drawn you to these like you know wrecks of
1: places? Um, I honestly don't know. I mean, maybe I started getting into a bit of photography and I ended up like going. I don't even know if it's, no, I was going to say, but maybe it was when I started doing a bit of photography and found some old mills and stuff. And I was going in there doing some stuff. And, uh-huh. and then I was like, oh, actually that looks quite interesting. But I think just from when I was younger, i always got like drawn to building sites. You know, I'm talking when I was like 10, mm-hmm. that sort of age, you know, when I had like a little, um, like a little sort of made up trials bite sort of thing. Yeah. I used to enjoy going to like building sites and like, yeah, like, derelict places cause they're just, I don't know, just, there's just stuff knocking around and I was used to like building just anything really, you know, yeah. to ride my bike on. I'd go, I'd spend an hour riding a curb, you know, like, cause, cause just cause it were fun. You could make it, doesn't need to be anything exciting as long as you've got like, you know, a bit of a sort of, uh, do you know fuck, I don't actually know why I like shittles to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they are so much fun. I haven't ridden that much stuff like that for a while. Do you know what? It's so difficult nowadays finding stuff like that to ride because either they've been turned into trendy flats, yeah. they've been knocked down, or they just don't want you in there. And, you, know, cause there's, you know, there's stuff like, you know, people go in and just wreck stuff nowadays, don't they? Go in and smash things up, set fires going. And it's, yeah, trying to find a good, like, good spot to ride like that nowadays is so difficult. Yeah. I guess there's a
0: lot of stuff in them as well, right? Because there's normally a load of old broken stuff and bits of wood and things like there's everything you need yeah. to build a Chris acrid kind of yeah. line is yeah, there waiting there. for you. you it's it's all there in anything. kit form. <laughs> yeah. It's all there in kit form.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah. just need like, yeah, a little bit of, um, a little bit of, um, yeah, just a bit of brain power. But do I you,
0: think, do you ever worry about what you're going to fall on in those sorts of places? Cause they're you know, like, I say, they're often full of crap.
1: Yeah. I think like Victor, we were doing some stuff and, some really ghetto spot is horrible and I was like building this like kicker ramp with some old tyres like to boost outside this like building onto some yeah, I put a load of tyres down for the landing some like knackered old like burnt ply board for the landing, that was pretty funny and then like I built a ramp and it was like wobbling around and I was like just breaking up some like just stuff on what I put to the ground, Victor's like you know that's like asbestos, you're not supposed to do that <laughs> I'm just like yeah but it fits perfectly. So, yeah, I don't know. I, no, like one, I think I put it up on like Instagram recently where I did like the like a big house tap, built this like really shitty old ramp yeah, and like jumped up onto the side of the building and was just going to do like a tyre tap and back in. And it all went like wrong because I didn't realise that the run-up had a bit of a kink in it. So I ended up almost like doing like an alley-oop and missing the ramp when I came back in and I caught my foot on way back in, went arse over tit, landed, I sort of thought I broke my arm at first, but it wasn't really. Just like, just hit it really hard and like yeah. numbed it. And then I like, as, you know, as you're coming around I'm doing like a systems check, making sure like everything's in one piece. And then I just sort of like focused on this thing next to me. It's just massive, rusty nail. Like it must have been like four or five inches long right next Whoa. to me. And it's literally where I'd landed pretty much on my back. And it was, and I was like thinking, yeah, that was, that was pretty close. I hope your tetanus is up to date. <laughs> <Yeah, God. laughs> that would have been, that would have been grim. It nearly like the other one other day I fell off and like rolled down like as I was like open my eyes, not open my eyes, but you know when you sort of come around a little bit, sort of open my eyes and like I'm just a dead rabbit looking at me. <laughs> you're right. <Lovely> he <laughs> was song. having a worse day than me though. Yeah, very true.
0: Do you ever fancy the idea of like making one of these edits where you kind of you can build the whole thing from scratch, like an imaginate or whatever, where it's all like some kind of, I don't know, fantasy yeah. trial setup? Like would that suit you or are you very much more into Making what what you can out of what's already there.
1: Um, yeah, we had an idea for a little, well, I had an idea for a while that I was going to do it. I was going to try find somewhere to rent out and do all that, but it never sort of never came to really. I had a lot of good ideas, but I think now I just really like riding. I can't ridden street stuff for so long. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really bother me. I'm not that fussed. I like riding. I like riding natural stuff, to be honest. Yeah, and I think. I can't imagine me going back to riding street now, to be honest. Okay. Cause it's just, I just really, I'm just really happy where I am riding, yeah. what I'm doing. I really enjoy riding like natural stuff. I mean, it's the stuff i mean, I, I ride on my own pretty much every day. I don't ride with anybody else. I just ride with my dog and just go out and find little, little sort of sections to ride and just to keep things sharp. You know, I, I wouldn't say I don't really go. I'm not a mountain biker, you know, I don't go mountain biking. I've done in years. I've had years where I've done a lot of riding, yeah. miles, but I don't tend to now. Just pretty, yeah. Just find just horrible, horrible stuff and dare myself to ride them on my own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Charles can be quite a solitary thing in that respect. Does that suit you? Do you like? Do you like to ride on your own? Is that, that um, your go-to kind of thing? Or
1: I mean, I, I just do. You know, like it's one because like you know it's not because I don't have any mates or anything. It's just, I just, you know, I enjoy, I I enjoy riding on my own. It doesn't really bother me. You know, like if people there, it's it's cool. If I'm on my own, it doesn't bother me. You know, I think sometimes it's quite cool. You know, like it's quite good to ride on your yeah. own. Cause I can't remember. I read an article. I think it was like ages ago. I think it was like a scare. It's, yeah. It could have been a scare. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. So I was scared ride BMX and they used to go out and just film all their own stuff. And, it's said it was quite interesting because if you're on your own doing something, you're not doing it for any other reason, just doing it because, you know, you actually like want to do it and, you know, and it's, you know, so it's cool. Sometimes, I mean, I, I, mean, we do like little Instagram posts and stuff, which is, you know, you can go out and sometimes it's quite cool because you, it, you'd maybe get involved in something a little bit more than whether you're just going out on your own. But yeah. I tend to like take it in turns really. Sometimes I'll go out and get a little clip just to, you know, just to put up, just, for fun but like some t- i'd like to go out and not take anything and just you know not do anything other than just ride for myself but obviously like you know when you've you've got to you've got to keep people happy when they're giving you product and you know giving you a job yep. basically
0: definitely yeah it's a tricky balance to get right isn't it
1: yeah it's difficult yeah i think some you know like i think you'd yeah you know brian foster the bmxer he was like i watched an interview with him the other day and he was like you know it was pretty interesting he was like saying that you know people come and go and there's these people doing fucking upside down, whipping all that sort of shit. And so it's just like, you know, he'll never be that rider or he's never, you know, but he's, he's still going at whatever age and he enjoys himself. And he just said, he just got to do, what you know, I do what I like doing. Like yeah. I enjoy riding, you know, and then if I go one way, I'll go one way. If I go another, I'll go another. But at the moment, I just like riding super tech, horrible stuff in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, let's come back a little bit to the
0: competition side. So you were super successful, right? I think was it six times British National Trials Champion. Um, I think you had some some world level victories as well. But you were away, and obviously a big part of that's competing. But you were in a lot of riding in all these locations anyway, right? You're out on the street. And I think you, know, you and and maybe Eddie Tung were kind of like names that people will be familiar with. Like really got that mountain bike sort of street scene yeah. going, I guess in a way. And eventually, you decided to step away from the competitive side and focus more on just general riding, creating videos, that that sort of stuff. What was it that that pulled you in that direction?
1: Um, yeah, I did like pretty much. What would it be like? Best part of ten years competitive trials riding yeah, six times British champion trials champion and got some yeah like say I got some half decent results at world level um which you know it was really cool I think it just got to a point where I think they just we'd Eddie and myself had I don't know whether we'd lived together but we rode a lot together and we rode BMX together not you know like we rode mountain bikes trials for quite a long time yeah Eddie went away and he went to America and you come back basically like just riding BMX all, all the time. So I sort of got pulled into that quite a bit. So I've riding a lot of BMX, which obviously then that gives me quite an influence on my, you know, my mountain bike riding. So it started becoming more and more of a pull to ride more streety stuff. Yeah. So that's, and then that sort of pulled me away a bit more from the, you know, going to competitions and stuff. And I think I just went to, I went to some worlds, We went on a road trip, took our, I think we took BMXs and took trials bikes. Um, And it was a time when bikes changed, trials bikes changed. So they got really long and ugly and horrible and you couldn't (laughs) roll them. And they just look ridiculous. Um, And I'd got a bike made, um, which was a bit more sort of in keeping with what people were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I rode that world, world rounds. There was a couple of events, I think, and I just hated it. The bike, was really good for like what I called it was weights and measures. Right. So you could just go in, side up this, stay on your back wheel on there, but that wasn't my riding style. You know, oh. or I hated it. You know, you couldn't even have the this thing. It was disgusting. Which basically was a bit of a funny one because if you wasn't going down that road bike-wise, it was like, I don't know, like if you sort of, you can think like, you know, it's like almost like if you're on a full downhill bike and then you're on like a hardtail trying to race a World Cup. It, I mean, it wouldn't be that. You know, I'm sort of like exaggerating, yeah. but it's, you know, they it's were the getting to a point where it'd make a lot of difference, you yeah. know? And it was just like, do you know what? This isn't this ain't for me anymore. Um, And that's sort of, yeah, I was riding a lot of street. I think it's sort of randomly around the time that like fixes, <laughs> which is so weird, but like fixes sort of came out a little bit, which is such a strange thing because that was really what the sort of turning point was. It's sort of between doing you know, going off on a weekend to ride a trail, or like, you know, just filming. Yeah. So I got like a fixie from Nick Larson. Charge. Charge. Yeah, yeah charge. But it was obviously all the same. CSG. Yeah, got that, did a video, that went really well. Just sort of like got a crystal way. But I didn't know that there was a scene, you know. But it obviously was quite a big scene at that point when it started. And I yeah. just sort of got there, like just did it, obviously from a trials background and what I had like, you know, what I'd ridden, I could just get on one of and do different stuff to what people were doing. So that went really well. And that's when I sort of got on board with Mongoose pretty much from that. Yeah. And then that turned into like, just yeah, steadily doing more and more videos and, you know, more on the trials bikes and everything just started filming. Yeah. And then that sort of, obviously it gets sponsors a little bit more into backing you because you're getting like content. Yeah. You know, if people are watching and getting good numbers and, you know, they'll come on board. And it just seems silly that you you spend all this time, you know, for years, like, becoming this, that and other, and then obviously you just do a fixie video. And then I was like, all right, <laughs> <do> you want to... <laughs> that's sort of how it worked, you know. Yeah. Because you know,
0: so. up to that point, you're working in a bike shop, right? That's That's where the money is effectively coming from.
1: Yeah, I worked in a bike shop till I was 20. I think it's like 29, somewhere around there. Yeah. And a lot of people probably don't sort of assume that, like a lot of people sort of are backing off potentially, maybe not as much now, but definitely then I think Martin Oars or Martin Oz might stop riding when he was about that age. Okay. Like 30 somewhere around there. Yeah. And I was like, I just for want of a better way to turn pro, like, you know, 30 or something like that. Yeah. Fair so play. pretty much. I, think it was, I mean, I was getting a little bit from mongoose and obviously working. I wasn't like working four days a week and bike shops are pretty lenient, you know, well, they were pretty lenient with me, you know, getting uh-huh. time off and stuff, but it was really cool, you know, so.
0: must be strange. There were people like coming in the shop, obviously like recognising you and stuff or?
1: Yeah, I think it was just at the point when I was starting to get a little bit more sort of, I mean, I'd done quite a lot of magazine stuff up until then. Yeah. You know, like got, you know, I wouldn't say a decent amount, but definitely got quite a lot of coverage in like, you know, MBUK and stuff, which obviously was a different time back then because uh-huh. it wasn't really. Not like it is now, it's a different landscape, you know, like everybody got MBUK. Yeah. And that was the thing to be in. And if you were getting good coverage in there, you know, that's sponsored loving. I can remember putting all my stuff together at the end of the year, you know, and like a thing and sending it to people and it just being actually like, you know, quite a lot. You know, I've still got it all now and it's you know, it's different. And now I've just got like a body of like oh Christ knows how many videos. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean filming
0: obviously like you say, it took off <clears throat> and it was through a filming uh, project that I think you had pro- probably your, whether it was your worst crash or not, I don't know, but certainly your worst injury, I guess, where you um, you fell off a, a cliff, basically. Mm. <laughs> I did, yeah. Tell us a bit yeah, about literally.
1: that. Um, yeah, I was, just, I was filming a video, and I'd actually gone and filmed something which was probably a bit sketchier than that one, actually, and done it, and I thought, right, that'll be last you know, a piece of the puzzle, I'll just put it up, that'll do. That'll be like a not for want of a better word, like an ender sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, something decent enough, pretty sketchy. And went back and reviewed the footage, then went out film it next day. Obviously like, you know, just deleted alt card. Went and did something else, some other little bit of Bob's Pardon me. And then I was like looking for the footage on my computer, thinking, where the hell's that last and then yeah, I just realised that I'd reviewed it like on the camera and not put it on my laptop. So oh, it was just like, I'm no. just like, oh bollocks! I need to go and get something. And one of my friends had, I don't know whether we'd been there together or we would just seen this one day, and we just thought, Do you know what? That's that is that serious? Is that a gap? Like, but I think it's doable. But it was a, it was a bit awkward. So I went to film it one day on my own and put my tripod where it actually was when I actually filmed the crash. Yeah, put it there went round to look at it. So sort I of looked out, I think yeah, it's a little bit windy, looked across at my camera. It was that windy. And my camera, and my tripod was like up on two legs, just about to fall off. I'm just like, maybe I'll leave this today. You know, like thinking this could, it's probably not the best place to be when it's yeah. super windy. So it's probably a good idea. I did that. Cause if I'd have gone off there, nobody had been there. It'd have been a bad day. Yeah. Um, it wasn't remote, but it's definitely nobody walks past there. So yeah. Then I went back like a couple of days later, started doing it. And, um, First couple of want I mean, I was making it across, which you needed to make it across because it was pretty serious. like. And then like, I landed and sort of fell backwards, and then my legs were dangling over the cliff, and I looked up to my mate and just said, yeah, you see that? I nearly went off that cliff. Thinking back now, that's a pretty stupid thing to say. I can carry on doing something. Um, yeah, and I was like trying to pedal gap it, and I just wasn't getting the speed. Uh-huh. So the last, the one that I crashed on, I actually like, I just pedaled that three wheel just to bunny hop it, yeah. and just like the grass was like, bit softer than I thought. and just didn't get the pop. Um, so, yeah, and then I just, like, yeah, I just went back off, like, straight down like a cliff and landed pretty well, actually, to be fair. It could have been a lot worse, you know, because I started falling off backwards and somehow managed to, like, grapple myself around. So I was going off forward. I knew I was going, so it was yeah. just like, well, am I either going to go off backwards or forwards? Yeah. So I thought, better chance. I can, not that you've got much say in it, but I just thought, do you know what, if I can get round, turn round while I'm scratching for grass. Yeah, and then, yeah, landed and... Shattered my femur. Was all, all yeah, so I got a rod in there and then did my wrist as well. So but it yeah, it was a it was a big one. Yeah. A lot but, of recovery, right? Yeah, it was. And then a lot of people don't know, like a year later, pretty much to the day uh I broke it again. Was this in Austria? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. I was I was like following I was Hannah Barnes was behind me. Okay. I think she had some biscuits or something. And I was like, <laughs> I'd been going like it was one of my first days back. I'd been to Lea uh, Gang, I think, uh-huh. to watch downhill. I think something like that. Yeah, can't remember. We did. We went to watch the World Cup, and then we ended up going to do some riding. Like the next day, it was the first sort of time I'd really got back up to speed. Yeah, um, uh, going pretty hard all day. And I thought, do you know what? I have had a good day today. I'm just going to chill, chill at the back, just roll, roll down. Yeah. And then I was like, I think I don't know. I, can't remember, I was looking around, like seeing somebody hanging some biscuits out. I just just caught a pedal. Went over handlebars, I just got, my leg got caught up, just like I had a bit of a weird one. Yeah. And soon as soon as I'd done it, I knew exactly what had happened. It was just like the pain was, yeah, just
0: next level. And it's worse when you've got the rod in and you yeah, break it, it, right, because it's spirals. Yeah, it was
1: a spiral spiral fracture off the old um, fracture site, it's, which in a, in a way I was actually booked in to have an operation, take the rod out when I got back. Okay. And what they hadn't noticed on their x-rays, it, it was like almost like um, – got like a crack down the back of it. So on the face of it it looked like it was healed. Yeah. But it hadn't actually properly healed Whoa. completely. So if they'd have taken the right out my leg would have just broken anyway. Probably take probably when they were taking it out. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah, I just like, yeah, I drove back from Austria. That was pretty painful. Twenty four hours of a that broken
0: leg. It's a long drive. You yeah. had some good pain relief.
1: Um yeah, I was like eating them like smart. It was <laughs> fucking... Cause they were all just like, oh you can't have broken your leg. I'm just like, I have broken my leg again. I yeah, get, but it's supported, right, by the metal, I guess. Yeah, so, so it's, it wasn't like stable. It, yeah, but it, it wasn't hurts. like falling, flapping around or anything like that. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it was just, yeah, the pain was like next level. Where you could get on motorway and you'd be going all right, and then all of a sudden, like you come up to some traffic through Germany. I think it was like through the Black Forest, real bad traffic through there. And I just remember, like, I haven't like pushed the clutch down, and it's just like every time I push the clutch down, it's fucking brutal. Oh. And then I got back to the UK. I was like looking at my fuel thinking, fuck, I'm going to have to stop at some point here. Yeah? This is like pretty serious. Yeah. So like, and it was like two o'clock at morning or something. So yeah, I pulled into a fuel station, and got out and had to like hobble to pay for my fuel. It was like, yeah, didn't have any like crutches or anything like that. Just like hobbling around. Yeah, it was pretty put yes. airs on my chest did that day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got back home had a cup of sweet tea and then down to the hospital to get an x-ray and just looked at him just like oh yeah that crack wasn't there before and they're just like alright okay back home it doesn't seem to have affected your riding though was that fair do you, do you think it's had an impact that no no it didn't No, it doesn't bother me it doesn't I mean I can it, I can feel it but it doesn't no it doesn't affect me I don't yeah. think not at all
0: mad but, but, yeah talking about injury good friend of yours as we've mentioned Martin Ashton yeah um Suffered a really bad injury, which sort of put paid to his uh, his trials career, I guess. Yeah, and he was halfway through filming Road Bike Party Two, I think. At that point, yeah, Road Bike Party One had gone down a storm because it was it was very much a a unique take on uh, on road biking, seeing them used for trials. Do you remember getting the call from Martin asking you to help finish Road Bike Party Two?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember pretty much everything about it really because I was. I remember the day it happened because. Um, when I got the phone call telling me what had actually happened. I was like actually filming myself and it was like one of the sketchiest things I've been doing for ages and it was like along this log to a drop, which on the video it doesn't look that bad, but it was pretty grim. And I was like thinking, oh, fucking hell. Like of all the, you know, like I was like in the middle of doing this really sketchy thing thinking bloody hell, you know don't want to, you know, like it does go through your mind. Yeah. So I, I just, I got on with it and done it. And it's like, yeah, when Martin rang me to do that, it was just like an absolute no brainer, you know, just had to be done. So I just obviously rang up, you know, I needed to ring up to just make sure that it was all right for me to, to do it, you know, cause yeah. it wasn't on my bike. So it was just had to be, you know, once that would be sorted out, it was like, yeah, just, just crack on with it and get it done. So yeah.
0: What were you more bothered about the bike or the Lycra?
1: <laughs> Fuck, I don't mind about Lycra. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I rode, I, yeah, I rode. I don't really do now, but I rode a lot of road when I was like okay. back at the shop. The guy that was there used to be like an ex, you know, like pro. So I rode a lot of road bikes, yeah. You know, so it doesn't really bother me, really, you okay. know, doing all that. So yeah, um, it was it it was yeah it was pretty challenging. Like it was pretty. I mean, obviously, like it's a double edged sword because obviously you want to be involved in them projects, mm-hmm. but you don't, you know, for that reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously we like Danny doing it as well. It was. You know, it's pretty cool in good company but yeah obviously I'd rather not have to do it you know and Martin yeah, be able to sure. do what he you know yeah do what was doing then but what was it like learning to ride that bike in that way <laughs> I think I'd had like a bit of experience anyhow. I can't remember I, I think I'd, I can't, I'd done a bit I can't actually remember if I'd filmed some stuff actually but I was I was pretty like on it already like with riding road bikes and stuff I yeah. think because I'd done some cycle across stuff which obviously helps and yeah we just we didn't I didn't have the bike before. I think we only did like two days of filming. So it was pretty like, it wouldn't have been anymore. Mm. I think it was, yeah, I think it was like two days. I might, don't think it was any more than that. So it was like pretty straight out of there, straight out of the like car park, straight into it pretty much. <laughs> like, you know, this is your bike, crack on. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it was, it's difficult, it's difficult riding them bikes. since like some ways they're super light. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But obviously like, it's just the restrictions of in the bars, you know, they're not like, and obviously they're pretty, pretty brittle machines, you know, yeah. so definitely, um, yeah, the shoes and the socks were all second hand as well. So it was all like all <laughs> the same kit as well. I think Danny used the same shoes as well. So they've been pretty grim afterwards, but yeah, I think it was, yeah, a little bit of, I wouldn't say pressure, but yeah, definitely to, you know, you just sort of get on with it, you know? Yeah.
0: So. It turned out really well though. Is it, a, it for, for me anyway, it's quite an emotional thing to watch, like seeing you guys support Martin and, and finish that project off.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty, yeah, I think it was, I. Don't, it wasn't as emotional as the back on track. Yeah. That for me, because like I got sent some um, rushes through from Martin's GoPro, from um, Robin Kitchen, sent me some rough, just like raw GoPro from yeah. from the front of Martin, yeah. which not many people, well, I don't think it ever went out. I just think it was just like, it was a full run, I think, one of the first runs. Amazing. And that was like proper, real emotion, you know, because it wasn't, there was no like bullshit around it, like, First time we sort of pushed him off, that was that was real. There was no like, yeah. you know, it was that was it. Like I went down on the bike before, sat in the chair. How oh, did you to to make sure that it worked? Yeah, because obviously the problem with that particular thing is if you stop, you you fall over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I sort of like I went down it just to make sure it was like, yeah, hey, you weren't going to go over the handlebars or anything, you know. And it was like, it's actually doable. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so it was pretty interesting, but yeah, it was to be part of that's Yeah. Pretty special really. Yeah. So
0: yeah. An incredible thing to watch. If people haven't seen that, they should
1: definitely check it out. I'll put a,
0: yeah. put a link in the show. notes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The only time I ever cried at work in my old job, sat watching. Yeah. When I, I, when child. I watched
1: it back, yeah. Cause we, on, on the day, it didn't really, it didn't seem like that at all. Cause it was super positive and yeah. you know, everybody was just like on the, on the game, you know, having fun, but yeah. everybody like knew, you know, I was like, like fucking fully like in you know involved in it so you didn't see any of that stuff you know didn't see like the emotion or anything of the day so when I actually watched it back that was like oh wow yeah that's pretty special yeah yeah incredible yeah such an inspiration
0: yeah yeah definitely like you say you've ridden a lot of different bikes in your time I mean you've spent a good chunk of time riding brakeless you've ridden fixed what's been the hardest bike to kind of get to grips with to learn to ride well
1: (sighs) well I don't know, probably like the 16-inch kids BMX I did with five. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was, oh man, that day. I mean, it probably wasn't, but it was funny because I got on it and I was like, what the hell am I going to do on this? It just seemed like such a good idea when I like looked through <laughs> the catalogue thinking, yeah, let's use that bike. And I went out on it like just the day before we filmed on it and I couldn't do anything on it. I couldn't do a bunny hop or anything. I'm just like, oh, like a lot of how I deal with stuff is just, oh, do you know what, when the time comes, I'll just have to like, Magic, it's somehow you know, like when the camera's going and we'll just have to roll with it. You know, I'll, it's not the first time you know I've been to a road, it'll just yeah. like put the pressure on myself and then it'll just happen. So, it's pretty much what it did, but yeah, it was funny. That was a funny couple of days filming on that bike.
0: Yeah, that's the one where you steal the ice cream.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. Like, I think they've all got the certain things, but like, you know, when you've got a background. As I have, like, I think I've ridden quite a lot of different things. So it's like, that is, that has been the most fun, just learning stuff. Cause like, it, don't say like I've got a long attention span, but it's quite cool. Like picking up a different bike and going, right. Yeah. Okay. What we're going to do this time, you know? I mean, it always falls into the same sort of, it's going to get technical, you know, no matter what bike I get on, it's always going to get to a tech point of view. But, um, yeah, I think they've all had the, there are the little challenges in amongst, but obviously like, I think the, the e-bike stuff's, you know, I wouldn't say that's, it's uh, the hardest, you know, it, if you jump on it and just ride it, it's probably the, one of the easiest. Uh-huh. But then when you get into brass tacks and actually try to ride technical stuff, then it's like, it is just like a world of like, yeah, it's gets, it gets, yeah, there's a lot of subtle things there that are working against you and with you. Um, yeah, and if you get them right, it, it looks like you know a piece of piss. But then if you don't, it could just look like an idiot, you know. So that's been that's been that's been really cool. There's a lot more going on there than just getting on and pressing a button and turning it on to boost and being able to ride up stuff. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't work like that.
0: No, I, I had I had one for about a month um, and spent a bit of time sort of technical climbing on it yeah. and found it really hard to get used to. Like, I guess the calibration of the motor, like knowing when it's going to yeah. bring assist in and there's a yeah. delay or whatever. Like, Have you done anything specific to the, the calibration, to the motor tuning on yours?
1: Mm, no, nah, I've messed around with it a little bit. Um, that new EPA, mode, you've got like a little bit, you can adjust the parameters a little bit. Yeah, I've messed around with them a little bit, but not, not massively, you know. There is some setting, I can't remember even know what the settings are at the moment. There's nothing... There's nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, there, okay. that's for sure. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, nothing trick in there. you know, it's just the standard settings that I've just messed around with a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like getting the overrun. You know, getting all that stuff, yeah. working out when you can and how long you've got before. Pardon me. When you can, you know, like it's like trying to like drop off stuff can be quite difficult because obviously, like you know, so if the power cuts out and your front wheels up, it's you're in, you know, yeah, you're in dire straights. But then obviously some things you can, it's learning what they can do that you may potentially couldn't do on a normal bike. That's been quite difficult to work out. Has it
0: enabled certain styles of riding or certain manoeuvres that I don't know, you can, you can hop further or get
1: higher? No, no, no. I don't think any of that sort of stuff. I think it's like tech, like climbing. I think that's where, that's where I've been sort of trying to learn a bit more about how you can use them. Yeah. But that, that in itself, like it's, you've got to be like super, super flow your pedals and like really get your timing right to yeah. miss stuff, to be able to get that, get that power down. Um, and then obviously like a lot of people just think, oh, if you're going uphill, you put it on boost, but as soon as it spins up in boost, then it stops cause it yeah. trips out. Yeah. You know, it, what was it? 25k. Yeah. You can't go that so fast if you, before you, yeah, yeah. If you, if you slip up and it back wheel just spins, yeah. it tells your computer that you're going 25k and it just cuts it out. Yeah. So you've got to be really, you know, like I've, if it's getting really technical, I've gone down to like the sort of lowest settings. Okay. essentially sort of like, you're not far off riding a normal bike, you know, but obviously with a lot more weight. Yeah. But you can sometimes get a little bit more precision, you know, and feel through it from that point of view. Interesting. So it's, yeah, I think it's every day day is a school day on that thing at the moment. But yeah, I mean, people have said that I'm, you know, I'm riding that quite a lot, but a lot of people are, I really enjoy it. And it's good for me because it's, it's not like it's halfway between a motorbike and a, you know, an analogue bike or whatever you yeah, want to call yeah, them nowadays. Yeah. But, you know, it has got that feel. You know, there is there is certain things that do feel a little bit sort of motorbike-esque, which obviously that's going to always appeal to me. Yeah. But it's like I've got a lot of different bikes and I've ridden pretty much everything. You know, I enjoyed riding fixes for a little while. I enjoyed riding nardtails. I enjoyed riding street trials downhill for a little bit. You know, I went through a phase of that. And it's, I think... Just that learning curve in it. You get on something, and you just think, oh, yeah, it's fresh. I've been doing it a long time. You know, you need to like, you need to mix it up a little bit. That's why I try to do, use a different bike, you know, in different, you know, like a different video. Yeah. I'll do a video and then think, oh, do you know what? I've had enough of that. I'll get something else out and yeah, yeah. maybe have a play of that, see what I can do on that. Help keep things fresh. Yeah, I was going to ask, how old are you now? Fucking hell. <laughs> 44. Oh yeah, 44. 44, and two days ago.
0: Happy birthday. Thank you. And you started trials when you were what 15
1: yeah yeah it was quite i mean it's always really difficult to sort of like say when it actually started but yeah it would have been around that time i think that you know, 15 had probably been around about 15 16 it would have been around about when i started riding competitive push bikes yeah and then obviously motorbikes before that but that was like you know like one week and i'd be into it one week and i want you know i was never in like well i was actually i did play football for a bit but soon grow out of that (laughs) but yeah i don't know i just i mean it's always been there because obviously with my dad i've always been around bikes but yeah it's a long it's a long career yeah it is it is yeah but But, you you know i'm still enjoying it yeah and you know i think i think i'll i don't know i think i'll know do you know what i mean but i still really enjoy riding you know there's obviously some days it feels a little bit you know i don't know actually i just do you know what i've always done it And if I want to go riding, I feel like I go riding, I'll go riding. And if I don't, I won't. I might ride every day a week. I might have a week off, you know, but that's just, it's just how it is. I've always done, I've always been like that. I think I learned pretty early on if, especially when I was, you know, competing, you've got a bit like, you know, some people would go out three hours a day and like Martins always used to do that. Mm -hmm. So I would always be surprised how long the road every day. Like when I got, you know, I go to see him, they'd be like, I'd be like, fucking hell. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm an hour and done. You know, like even now if I forgot. Forgot most. I mean, I do go out most days, to be honest. Like I try to. Yeah. Like in the morning, I will go riding. I like quite I like going early mornings and having a you know an hour. But if it's two, it's two. If it's half an hour, it's half an hour. It's however day pans out. You know, yeah. like but I can be out all day. But it's not that's only probably when I film now. You know, but I think like I say, i just I think if you, I learn pretty early on, like if you if you're not in the mood to do something, you just you just don't do it. That's how I feel about it yeah. and pretty much anything in my life, you know? So, I mean, sometimes you've got to do it and then you have to force a smile, <laughs> which I'm doing now. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so yeah, I
0: mean, do you, have you found that you've had to like change your riding style or do anything to to keep the body in good condition as you get older? I'm, I'm 42 and I definitely don't feel as young and uh, energized as I did when I was in my twenties, like,
1: yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm, I've never trained, you know, like per se in my life, do you know, I've never been to a gym to do any of that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. The only time I've ever been to a gym is actually when I, I smashed myself up. Other than that, I've never done any of that stuff. I've just always tried to ride my bike. Yeah. Other than that, I don't do anything else. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I wouldn't say I'm Mr. Fitness fanatic or anything, you know, but I, you know, I ride my bike every day yeah and no, I think that's I think that's pretty much important, you know I can I mean I can tell if I've not ridden you know it's very rare now I'd have like a week off, which you know unless I mean the other day I had a bit of an incident and don't know what I'd done to my arm, but it wasn't feeling too great, so I just thought you know what I'll just I'll give it a bit of space, yeah, just chilled for a week and didn't do so much, uh-huh. but then obviously sometimes it's good to just have a little reset and then you know yeah I think I don't know. <laughs> No, not really done anything, <laughs> you know, I just ride my bike, it's simple, yeah. you know, it's like, there's nothing, there's no like, you know, I feel still pretty, pretty good, you know, but I don't, you know, not necessarily like, they always call me cat like Chris when I was like, <laughs> you know, cause I could always sort of like wangle myself, you know, like I'd be flying through air off my bike sort of thing, getting out of trouble, you know, maybe sometimes it doesn't feel quite as easy doing that, but I don't, I don't get up and think, oh fucking hell, 44 years old, yeah. I feel like shit, I just feel... You know, just get on with it. Just carry on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Has being a dad changed your approach to riding at all? Like, does is your like, appetite for risk changed? Or
1: no, no, I don't think so. That's not 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 no not at all. Um I think the only thing that's made it different is just that you're always tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that that is the thing. You know, like it does. You've got something else to work around. Not saying that dot is something else. But, you know, there's another there's another element there that you know. Like I say, my, you know, I can. I've been coming back from riding at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I can be, I can be at my favorite spot, like at half past seven in the morning and have like an hour, an hour and a half in the morning. And that's, you know, and then it's back. And, you know, obviously wife's got to do her stuff as well. So, you know, I just work, you just got to work things around everything, but no, it's not changed from, from a mental point of view. Yeah. I mean, you do sort of hear that, but I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. It's sort of opposite really. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, I don't know. Just, just get on with it. You know, it, doesn't, it hasn't changed my, it's not something that I just walk into and just go, oh, do you know what? That's a big gap. What if I don't do that or if I get caught up in this, this could end badly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I sort of tend to, I was thinking the a day maybe like, you know, like I was saying earlier, sometimes you like, you think, ah, oh, maybe I just need something like something with a bit of magnitude to finish this up or whatever, or something about that. But it's never, I've never really been drawn to that sort of stuff, you know, like yeah. tricks, do you know, I've never really been never really been a trick person. Yeah, you're not an upside-down kind of guy, really. No, but I've been upside-down. Yeah. And I've done, you know, if you go back, like, you know, when I've done certain projects, I've gone through back through, like, my archive of stuff, and there's, you know, times when I used to ride BMX and that, and there's, like, I've just seen me, like, doing the tail whip, uh-huh. and you just think, fucking hell, that feels like a different lifetime ago. <laughs> but I did all that, you know, I did that, and, you know, I've been upside-down all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't, like, float my boat, you know? I mean sometimes, yeah, it'd be cool to like being able to it you know, I could potentially go out and spend time relearning stuff or mm. thinking about stuff like that. But I just think like I just really enjoy riding, like I say, just like my, my stuff. Yeah. You know. That's that's what I do, that's what floats my bottom yeah. You know.
0: I get the impression you wouldn't consider yourself a risk taker, is that fair?
1: Um, no, I mean everything's pretty calculated to be honest. I mean there's just because of the sheer amount of stuff I've ridden over the years, you know, I I know when something's like, I can have a pretty good guess of how something's going to work or not, you know, um, it's not, wouldn't say like, it's not because I've not got a bottle, do you know what I mean? It's not Mm. that all, you know, I can, it's, I don't know, just doesn't really, you know, I've done big stuff in the past, you know, I've definitely done really dodgy, really (laughs) sketchy shit. And you know, with stuff like that you're asking about earlier, like that drop through that thing, Yeah, that was like, yeah, if that had gone wrong, I, that was just like a, a pure, yeah, weigh it up, figure out, yeah. And then you just, at some point you just got to, you know, just got to turn around, just got to get it done and have a go at it. You know, if you wanted to do it, you can't delegate doing what I do. You know, there's nobody like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I think I'll have a lazy morning to this, this morning. Can yeah. you go and do that? It's, that's not that. Yeah. It's like sometimes that's the worst point because if you found something spicy, that triple drop, um, what video is that from? Fuck, I'm trying to remember now. Is that a ah, S- hill in Spain? Yeah, I was going to say it was a Yeah, in Spain. so the triple drop yeah. in hill in Spain. Victor had sent me pictures of it. I looked at it and thinking, because you don't really have much of an idea of scale. And I'm just like, that looks pretty cool. You know, like, looks pretty interesting. Yeah. So we just went there one day and I, like, walked. And I got there. I'm just like, there's no way you could ride down there. And I was, like, gutted, thinking, oh, can we make this work? Because it's just not on. Yeah. And then I walked up to the top of it. I thought, you know, well, I mean, I'll have a walk up to the top and see what, see what, you know, sort of not what could have been, but then I get to the top and I'm just like, oh, bollocks, it's going to go, is that? <laughs> it's happened a couple, of t- a couple of times to me that, and when you get that feeling that it's on, then it's like, oh, God, here we go. This is horrible, you know, like, and everything about that was grim. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of factors. Yeah. And we didn't do it that day. I can't remember why. There was something stupid, like the light wasn't right. I can't remember why we didn't do it. And then we went off and shot something else. And then the next day I was just like, right, we have to be there at a certain time to get the light light or whatever. And we got there and like we went to get some dinner first before we went there and Victor was just like sat there like really quiet, like just weird, weirding me out. And I'm like thinking, don't be like that. You know, like I'm like trying to get my shit together here, you know, because like, I knew it was going to be like, you know, I knew it was going to be sketchy. yeah. Um, but yeah, we just went and I just like shouted down. It's like, right, let's go get your camera on, coming down. <laughs> Fair play.
0: I mean, it was a full, like, head-to-bars job. Those drops were big, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know how big they were, but they were pretty grim. Yeah, they were pretty grim. Not much room for error, really. Like, it, no. I think they were, like, they were definitely 12 foot, but they might have been, they were, like... And the rest. They were, yeah, they might have been, I don't know. Like, it was just, they were big, you know, yeah. like, and I think I sort of I have a bit of a cut-off point in my head and they were, like, on that point where I was just like any bigger than that and I won't be going down there. But they were just on the cusp, you know, of what I'd want to do. Yeah. But yeah, it went well. And then I took the shittest dab at the bottom, which we're talking about. Yeah, you said before we started. Yeah. Absolutely good. Which
0: knowing your kind of approach must have really annoyed
1: you. Oh, I was devastated. devastated. Because it has to devastated. be perfect for you, right? Ideally. Yeah. 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 I probably went for my head to do it again, but I just thought, you know what? Like, it's just not worth it. But yeah, it's haunted me. That's what it can be though. Because this happened the other day and like I didn't fall out with Will, but like there is times when he'll be like, you know, like I just did something and then he'd be like, oh, awesome. Fist bump. Just like, what do you mean? It's like, you just got it. I'm just like, are you, are you and it's like, Chris, what are you on about? Like, I was just like, did you not see that little hop that I just did? And he's just like, no, nobody will even care. I'm just like, oh, well, I'm here and I care. Cause like it's, you know, I like things to be just, you know. And is that, is that
0: for you at that point? Or is that those people that you're thinking about in your head that are going to watch it and spot that? Those one or two people on the planet that would be like, oh, that's not quite as clean as it could have been.
1: Uh, it's probably more for me, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was an element of that, but I, I probably just like, you know, there's a reason why... I don't know. I just like... I like, If I'm going about something, I like it to be like, oh, I want it. You know? And, so, and sometimes you've got to take it. Maybe I've got a little bit more like that now, but sometimes... I don't know if you've tried something for like 50 goes and you've had one at like second go or something that was like pretty possible. Yeah. So always quite nice when you get one in the bag that you've actually got from A to B. Yeah. yeah. And then you can just go, Oh, do you know what? But then if I just do this, you, might, you know, then something else gets put into it. And next <laughs> minute you're doing something that doesn't even resemble what you started doing, but yeah. it, it's, you know, obviously better yeah, worth yeah. doing, you know? So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes when you, when you've been riding all day and, especially on the e-bike that just saps you, like absolutely kills you. Like, you know, it does really, if you're thinking you're doing something, this is what i was saying to like somebody over there, just like, oh, but yeah, it's not too bad, was it? I'm just like, well, it was something I did for that first e-bike video. And the start of it was really horrible, like mm-hmm. where you had to like manhandle your bike every go. Every go. It was a spin round to tree, yeah. to backwards, yeah, yeah, like backwards pedal, whatever yeah. they call that. And then back over that log. Yeah. It was horrible anyway. But getting into that start area, you had to like where I'd started from round the back of this rock. You had to like lift the bike into place every time and I'd probably done it fifty goes. a so bike fifty pounds. You do that on top of riding it that many times. It's just like, you know, it starts getting don't it does, need, it does, don't need a gym. Yeah. <laughs> it does um it does take the life out of you a little bit. <laughs> Fair play. I was gonna ask you, do you
0: think your career think- would have been any different if you were like say 20, 20 years old now, rather than 40 odd years old now. Cause a lot's changed in the last 20 years. Like the, the internet, the ease with which you can create video and get it out there to huge audiences. Like that's a massive change from the start of your career
1: to now. Do
0: you, do you think it would have been different if you were kind of getting into it
1: now these days? Yeah. I don't know. In some respects it's almost harder, isn't it? I think because I'm super happy with how, how it's all worked out for me because, you know, I didn't go into it like, you know, until I was like twenty nine thirty. 30, whenever I started riding for, for Mongoose. Mm. And it was like, I think I just, I don't know. I did it because I sort of really, you know, like really, it wasn't something that I inspired to do because if I'd done that, I'd have done it earlier. You know, yeah. I probably had the opportunity to to maybe do it earlier. and um, I never sort of wanted to do that. I sort of, in a way, I wanted to just work at shop and just do mm. it as and when you know like didn't want to you know because the, the alternative to doing what i did at that point was just going to do a lot of shows mm-hmm. like doing lots of demos which was like obviously with martin we're doing quite a yeah. lot for Volva Candle, and martin also doing it for scott yeah and then giant so they had their rigs and did all that and that's how they made their mm-hmm. you know their money and i just didn't really want to do that you know um sort of had the opportunity to do it but i just didn't want to be like come a show rider yeah you know not that they became solely known for that, but, you know, obviously they had to do a lot of shows, which I just didn't want to do. Fair but I was quite happy working in a bike shop and yeah. just going out every weekend and whatever, you know, and just, yeah, doing all that. But, yeah, I think, like, being involved in all that, um, you know, magazine stuff, going away on the MBUK trips, meeting all them guys, you know, Steve Pete and Rob Warner, yeah. you know, all them lot. That was just really cool, cool times. And obviously, like, going from that into all the... The video stuff, podcast, you know, as it were, at start, video stuff. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, just I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't change if if I could all just start again now. Yeah, a younger, I'm quite happy to like done what I've done, like through all that stuff. I think it's been really cool. Yeah. Do you think it would be easier to make a living out of
0: it these days with the like YouTube monetization and brands wanting video content and
1: stuff? I just really don't know. It's, it's so funny. I just don't really, you know, I do, I do my thing, you know, like, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's, I think it's easier because so many people have done it Yeah, and okay. people can see it and it's just like, but then you've got to work bloody hard to do it because there is so much content out there now. Yeah. It's like to stand out amongst that, I'd say that's probably what's going to be your issue there. Yeah. You know, you've got to be almost a lot of different things nowadays, you know, to really you can't just be an amazing rider, you know. I don't know what you've got to be. I think you just got to, how I see it, you just got to do your own thing. You've either got to be really savvy and know mm-hmm. how to press all the buttons, you yeah. know, literally, or just have, I don't know, just, just, you know, just have something that somebody wants to watch or whatever, you know. Yeah,
0: be different, unique,
1: be yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just got, st- I mean, I just see it as I just, you know, stick with what I do and, as long as I'm sort of, you know, as long as I'm enjoying it, which I do, I enjoy filming. I enjoy filming days because, you know, I mean, there can be can be shit filming days, you know, but, you know, I think it's, I think that's, it's definitely saved me for sure doing, you know, the filming stuff because, okay. you know, like it's, it does sort of make you push a bit harder. Obviously it does because, yeah. you know, whereas in competition, you're doing it for a result, but when you're filming, it's, it's almost a little bit more, you can sort of, you can sort of see it a lot more. Like whereas you come away from result, you've had a bad day. You come away from filming, you've got out, no, you know. You, and if you put in shit out, you know that's yeah, game you know, over it's, eventually. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it it can be pretty. I'd say there's more like stress and pressure sometimes from a filming day than there is like from a you know for what I had from riding comps. Wow, I'd say yeah, it's definitely the same level. It's a different level. Yeah, but yeah. I mean. You, you you know you've got like because like I said before you've got um, sometimes you you've got something in your head that you want to do and then the only person that's going to do that is you yeah you know and it's got to look how you like you want it so and it's very much work right that's how you make a living yeah I mean it, yeah it's work I mean I sort of I don't know I think ask my wife if it's working out she's <laughs> probably, and my mum and dad and a lot of people would probably say that I don't work but it's different when you sort of like. It was funny when I think the first time my, my wife came to, I was filming As It Lies. Um, I, think, I don't know if she'd never seen me ride, put it this way. Really? So she'd come to watch me film As It Lies. And it was it was a day that I'd seen this like blind drop. yeah, And I'd rode into it a couple of times and I was just like, Fuck, this is like just a horrible blind drop. Um, and it was a bit windy. And the pedal strokes right at the end were like a little bit, a little bit weird. And then just as you like pedaled off, there was like um your back wheel went into a dip. So it was like there was a lot of small things that were just adding up. And obviously, yeah. I wanted to come into it and do a fancy flick turn and keep it all smooth, you know, which sometimes is good because it keeps your concentration. Like you, yeah. you're not thinking about the horrible dirty drop, you're thinking, right, I've got to get this. If I get that gap, if I get the turn right, just how I want it, this is what I say to Will. So you'll know if I get that and I'm, and I'm carrying on, then I'm going, Yeah, you know, that was what like a one, eight, one. I didn't want to do that again. And she was there and she like, she said later, she's just like, fuck, it's like, it's so different when you're there watching it happen and work like, you know, like how you deal with it. And now mm-hmm. you've, you know, you've got, a, it's just like, for, for me, I just like, I just flick a, it just, I get on my bike and yeah, you know, there is a, I can just, you know, compose myself and then it's like, right, you yeah, you've got to, you know, you've got to concentrate, you know, this this is, well, you're going to, sometimes it's, you know, you're going to work yourself. Yeah. Essentially. Fair play.
0: So what's next for you then? You've got this e-bike project in the works. What, what's kind of on your mind? What do you want to achieve over the next couple of years?
1: Um, I don't know really. I think like, I was definitely keen, like after the first e-bike edit, you know, that went down really well and maybe, in better and you know better and better than maybe I thought because it seems to have split people yeah there's some reason I don't yeah. know why it's just a different thing you know what I mean I've got yeah. a motorbike sat there is that cheating <laughs> I'm not saying people call you a cheat but do you know what I mean like oh, yeah. it's it it's, definitely see it it's it's yeah you do see it yeah I mean it's I don't know it's like it's it's a different thing yeah and you know I see it as a different thing and it's just like it's only like riding any other bike you know like yeah. it's not I'm not an e-bike rider do you know what I mean? I'm just enjoying that at the moment. Mm-hmm. really enjoy it. But then, you know, I've just got um, the GT have just released the new Force 29 of carbon, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I've got. And I'm really looking forward to getting this e-bike video wrapped so then I can concentrate on doing something on that, uh-huh. you know. And that's that's probably going to open a little bit of something up because obviously it's a longer travel bike than what I've been used to riding. Yeah. Um, so that's like 170 up front, so get away with it a bit more on that. And, you know, it's, it's probably more of a, you know, sort of like, um, opening it up type of thing. Yeah. You know, so it'd be cool to get some sort of, maybe some faster stuff in there, which I don't tend to put out, but Uh you know, I do enjoy going fast sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think, but that's, I mean, obviously with all the shit that's been going on recently, you know, it's been difficult to get away. Yeah. So that is one thing that I definitely want to do. And like, it's, um, it's, it's sometimes quite cool, like filming at home and like in UK locations, but like, it's sometimes quite difficult as well. Cause it's like you dip in and out all the time and with like restrictions been coming and going and nobody really knowing what you can and can't do and everything. Yeah. It's been quite tricky and, you know, like just, and the weather as well. The people just don't understand how much the weather affects film in the UK. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. you could just, you could have like, Oh, I've got a week booked. You might want to get one day. I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fair weather rider. You know, I love, splashing around in river. I love going out yeah. when it's raining, but the, you can't film in rain. Not really. It's just, it's just too Not much. Practical. It's just yeah. shit. Yeah. It's just, everything just gets wet. You know, it's just a, it's just, it just makes something that's, you know, hardish work, you know, a lot harder. Yeah. So yeah, like I think there's been a couple of locations, sort of been, you know, but maybe something like, you know, like a hill in Spain again, something like that would be really cool. Nice. I'd like to do something along those lines, you know, getting it opened up on some sort of, a bit more sort of epic landscape. I think yeah. that will be cool. Wicked. But, you know, we'll see something else might turn up by then. But yeah, look forward to seeing
0: it. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time, but we've got four questions that we've asked everyone. So we'll hit those up. Yep. First one of those, if our listeners had 150 pounds to spend to improve their performance on a bike, what do you recommend they go and spend it on?
1: I don't know. What can you get for 150 quid? Oh, a lot. But you days. can't even pay anything at the moment, can you? Well, but- who knows? Yeah. It's all out of <laughs> stock, isn't it? Um, I don't know. We were talking about this other day, I can't remember if it was. I was chatting about something they were on about like dropper posts. Yeah, yeah. And I said that is like it's I mean, I don't know where you can get a dropper post for 150 quid, but yeah, I'm you sure can. you can. Yeah, yeah. Um if they didn't, if somebody didn't have one of them, which probably everybody has got one of them nowadays, that's like I think that's massive. Yeah. You know. Especially for like like I mean, that's why I like the sort of trail bikes now. Cause even like the one forty trail bikes, stuff like that, you can ride everything on them, can't you? Know? Yeah. They're just brilliant. You know, like, go for a ride, pop your seat down. Hop up some rocks. Hop up some rocks, do whatever, whatever yeah. you do. <laughs> Get weird. After <That's> days.
0: <laughs> All right, second question. If you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself, age 16, what advice would you give him?
1: I don't know, because I wouldn't really change anything. Well, that's awesome though, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I just, I can't think of, yeah. No, because I just, I don't know. I think everything's sort of, like, panned out. You know, I can't think of any sort of thing, you know, even like the crash is shit, but you're going to have a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like at that time, I knew that something, it felt, something, something was in the water, you know, I was like spreading myself just too thinly at the time. And it was just, it's just something was going to, you know, I think it was just something was going to happen and it's going to, you know, And it was, I'm, all, I'm still here. So.
0: Yeah. Live to fight another day.
1: It worked out well. Yeah. All right. Third question.
0: If you could have a coaching session from anyone past or present, who would it be and what would you want to learn? It doesn't have to be mountain biking.
1: Oh, God, it's difficult, aren't it? I don't know. That stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually, to be honest. I really don't. I can't think. I mean, I think there might be some like motorbike trials riders that probably it'd have been nice to sort of ride with just to just to see it. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. I don't know, actually. I'm struggling with that really struggling yeah. sorry no, that's
0: alright who stands
1: out from the motorbike trials side um, I mean Geordie Taros was like somebody that I looked up to uh-huh. and like people always joke about like when I do like flick turns it's like you know like Geordie Taros will be coming after you for like you know royalties and stuff <laughs> so I mean there is an element of like you know, that sort of era of trials and obviously like Dougie Lampkin as well like yeah. you know he's he's a local to me yeah. so like you know he was always somebody that I sort of looked up to as well
0: inspired your riding
1: yeah definitely like yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, nice. Final question. What do you do every day that you feel benefits you?
1: Don't know if it, don't know if it benefits me, but like a glass of wine <laughs> every day. <laughs> I like your style. Red or white? Red. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. Any particular. Just a nice Malbec would be yeah. nice. Yeah. Something, oh, yeah, like something that. heavy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just a nice end of the day and it just yeah. calms me down. So it probably doesn't benefit me though. Well, if it makes you happy. Eventually it does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. Well, it's been super interesting chatting, finding out a bit more about your, I mean, yeah, massive career so far and still going. Um, If people want to follow you, keep up to date with what you're up to, where's the best place or places for them to look?
1: Ah, probably just Instagram is probably a go-to nowadays, isn't it?
0: Yeah, what's your at?
1: I think it's just Chris Echo. Just search that, I think. Nice I one.
0: Guess. I will, uh, yeah, stick a link in the show notes. So people can find that. And then, do you have a YouTube? Or does it go out through brands' YouTubes for videos? Um stuff? a little
1: bit of a mixture, really. I think if you just went on to YouTube, and I do have a channel, but it's okay. I've not really sort of kept up with it because it was always like it's always been split a little bit. Yeah. But obviously, like the GT, GTube channel and stuff on there. Yeah. And then obviously, like if you just Google my name in YouTube, it was definitely an abundant supply of stuff probably yeah i'm not sure how much is on there
0: now cool yeah i'll stick some links into some of the things that we've particularly talked about today as well so people can find that yeah nice one yeah thanks man been super interesting thank you very much Uh, look after yourself and yeah look forward to seeing the new e-bike edit when it's finished
1: yeah no problem thank you very much
0: Ricky. cheers chris cheers all right that's it for this episode with chris i really hope you've enjoyed listening a massive thanks to we are one composites for supporting this episode of the show Downtime listeners get 15% off WeR1 rims for the month of August using the code WE Supply 2021 over at the checkout on WeR1Composites.com. That's WE Supply, all lowercase, all one word, followed by the number 2021 over at WeR1Composites.com. While you're there, you can also check out their incredible new bike, The Arrival. If you want to get your hands on one of the limited edition first issues of downtime EP at special early bird pricing, then head over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP and leave us your name and your email address in the next couple of days. We're really close to going to print and we're going to be sending early bird deals to everyone who's registered very soon. So if you want in, then it's time to get involved. All the links are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you want to represent the show, then you can get your hands on some of our merch by heading over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop with all the proceeds going to help improve the podcast. If you're still listening and you've got a bit of time, then there's a couple of ways you can help out. Tell your mates about the podcast because the more people who listen, the easier it is for me to keep this thing going. Share the episodes on your social media. It's a great way to spread the word and get a bit of buzz going around the episodes. And then if you've got a bit of spare time, a review on Apple Podcasts goes a long way too. All right, we're going to have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until then, get out and ride.